Kenya is known for its geography, wildlife, and rich culture. It's also home to some of the world's best athletes. It's a country with the most Olympic medals in Africa, 113, since it first participated at the Olympic Games in Melbourne in 1956. Many say Kenyan runners' success is linked to where their country is located along the lush Rift Valley. There are few running hotspots across Kenya, but the most common are Iten and Kaptagat in the west. They both sit at more than 2,000 meters above sea level. So is high altitude crucial for optimal performance? And what are the sacrifices and challenges Kenyan athletes face to become sporting legends? I'm Catherine Soy in Eldoret, Kenya. On this episode, we'll be speaking to the world's fastest marathon runner and the woman who recently broke two world records in the space of just one week. Kenya's own Eliud Kipchoge and Faith Kipiegon talk to Al Jazeera. Eliud Kipchoge, thank you for talking to Al Jazeera. Um, you've said that you don't believe in limits. Tell us about that. I always say I don't believe in limits and, um, and I don't know where the limits are. So well, life is about pressing on and pushing every now and then. That's what I believe. And anytime I'm running a marathon, I'm trying to push myself to see whether I can have those limits, but I all the time pushing, pushing. And, and that's life, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's be it in sport or outside sport, it's, it, it's about pushing every day in a positive way. And that, is that why you took the Ineos uh, challenge in 2019? Absolutely, that's the big reason. Uh, you know, before I took the Ineos challenge, actually, there was a big debate that uh, no human being will break the two hours until maybe the scientists actually themselves predicted the year 2075, that by that time, we will have a breed of human beings whereby they can run under two hours. Then I told them, let me try and keep my best because I don't believe in limits. And uh, I think all courts are on my side and that's why I, 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 I break the, the two hour party. How was the preparation for that? The preparation actually was hectic, uh, but uh, in, in Mentally and physically, you know, what was going on, mostly actually mentally because, you know, I was the only one, one fighting to break the two-hour barrier in the whole world. And imagine how everybody is actually is, uh, is thinking and, 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 and see and, and, and actually thinking about you and see whether you can break it or not. So it was, it was really uh, uh, hectic mentally. And on the other side, started training actually. I do too. I, training to make sure that uh, I'm fit actually to, to run to, through the 42 kilometers. And I mean, I'm very keen to know how fast can a marathoner potentially be able to run? I don't know how fast. <laughs> That's why I'm saying uh, uh, I don't know what the limits are. I think as far as we are going, we are encouraging everybody to push and push and push. I'll give you an example that uh, in 1954, the Roger Panister actually 
a match, the first human being to run under four minutes in a mile. And one man down the line, then the head 22 at least actually breaking the four minute party. And as we are talking now, it's, uh, uh, the world record for, for four miles actually uh, about 12 or 14 uh, minutes have been actually uh, slashed. And you know, that's, that shows that uh, always we don't have limits. And on my side, actually, is that uh, I've uh, uh, slashed actually 20 seconds out of the two-hour barrier. And I trust uh, human beings still be able to push beyond that. You won uh, two uh, Olympic marathons, um, six major marathons, and you have broken world records. What do you take most of your pride from? especially when it comes to medal stylings? I take most of uh, my pride actually from the Hinos breaking two hour paria because that's history. Uh, I have won Olympics twice, but Olympics is there forever. Uh, but still I, I really cherish the medals. Uh, I have broke uh, uh, two world, uh, uh, world records, marathon world records twice. Uh, marathons have it's been broken every now and then. So what I cherish and actually uh, 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 value more is, is, is making history and showing the world that all of us actually don't have limits. We need to leave uh, our, limit, our thinking behind and move on. You're said to be um, the fastest marathoner, but even people like you also have their off days. And I'm talking about Boston. What happened? I think Boston Marathon actually, I trained well. Four months I trained in a good way, but I think uh, something happened at the 60% of the race, and you know, uh, uh, that's, what the, 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 that's a challenge. Every day we don't celebrate, every day we, we, every, we wake up today when you have a lot of energy, you wake up tomorrow when your energy is low, and, and, and that's a challenge. You know, uh, I, I always say if you, if you fall down once, you need to wake up. So I had a problem with my leg, but uh, all is well, and, and, and I don't blame the injuries, I don't blame the everything. But at the end of it, we see the results. So the result actually became what it, it became, and, and, and life should continue. You know, uh, uh, we sleep and we wake up, and we, we, you know, I always say, uh, uh, yesterday actually was a cancelled check, today is cash, and tomorrow is a promissory note. So we don't have actually uh, uh, the power to change what happened yesterday, but we have the power to navigate on, what's, uh, on what's, what we have in our hands and our table today. And we have the power also to think on how to navigate what will happen tomorrow. How do you maintain your strict, uh, your strict um, discipline? I always uh, try all the very best to, 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 to play in a positive way, think in a positive way, uh, being actually self-disciplined, I'm trying all. I, I, I always I'm taking cautious not to go off the course all the time, as far as uh, self-discipline is concerned. And you live here right now. We are at this uh, athletes' uh, camp in uh, Eldoret, Absolutely, in yes. Rift Valley. Just tell us about your life here, because you most you spend most of your time here, training. Yes, uh, my life is is, is, is simple as the environment you can see. You can relate my life to what's uh, going on here. 
It's, it's a simple thing. So you use appropriate technology to solve the problem. That we use the available resources to solve the appropriate problem. That's uh, that's why we are nature. That's why we are symbol. That's why we, we are we are what we are at, 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 in in Kaptakatis. Would you say that you are molded or you mold yourself around this camp because you've been here for a very long time? Twenty years. Yes. So is this what has grounded you? Absolutely, yes. This, has, this is what has grounded me. This is what has made me actually to be grounded and, 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 and always think in a good way. And we have to talk about doping in Kenya. There is rampant cases of that. Um, several uh, athletes have been suspended. Um, the government is saying it's working. They're doing whatever they can to make sure that this situation is resolved. Do you think that the measures, the anti-doping measures in place are enough? I think the, uh, the anti-doping measures are really enough if they change the, their tactics from giving more education to more testing. You know, we are in a world whereby everybody actually is well educated. And if you want actually to, to, to kill the menace as fast as we can, the only way is to put all the resources uh, which the government has actually uh, 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 budgeted to, to, to undertopping agents in Kenya on purely testing, not education at all. I may be wrong, you know, we, we always say uh, uh, all of us we are idiots, but we respect each other's idiocracy. So I, uh, I'm talking uh, on, on my side as, uh, as a factor for idiots that uh, please let us uh, put all the resources on testing and we'll see the results. I mean, you talked about the priority when it comes to doping and you said the priority is testing. Absolutely, yes. But we have seen many times, especially in the comps, that, you know, um, the doctors, the coaches and even the athletes are involved in trying to procure uh, these drugs, even in pharmacies. What can be done to make sure that these loopholes are Sealed. I think the authorities has a power to navigate all those uh, 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 all those systems which are aiding uh, as, as far as topping is concerned. And remember, if you cut them all of them, it's not about to arrest. But if we test actually all the athletes and know they are masking agents and everything, then uh, uh, Kenya will be free. But if we give education on, on many things and we are not testing, then it's, uh, it's, it, it's, it's like we are doing nothing. But, uh, but, but it's good to, to, to get knowledge. But it's good also to be practical. But there's also a lot of exploitation going on in the camps. How can we deal with that? I always uh, I have advised as uh, I'm still active and I don't think I am... I'm able to, to, to give more advice, but I always advise the Federation that uh, ask your uh, uh, Federation chiefs one time that how many coaches do you have in the country? They told me we have 30, in 300 coaches. Are all of them registered? They told me no. Then I, told, I tell them, register all the coaches in the whole country with their athletes. And if you register them, you will know that uh, such and such a coach is, coach is dealing with actually such and such an athlete. And it will be easy. You just call or you, you, you do other things. But uh, if we leave actually uh, our country to be free 
and, and you don't know you, 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 are, you are actually in power and, and, and you, don't know, you don't have a sense on what's going on in, in our camps. And I'm sorry to say, uh, if you talk of camps, there's no camps in Kenya. If, if it's more, it's only five. The rest are private accommodation, uh, private uh, arrangements, whereby people are arranging themselves to, to train and do other things. That's why we have a lot of problems. What have you done as elite? What have you done to provide mentorship uh, with you know, young athletes who feel this pressure to perform and make money? Uh, I have done a lot. I have tried to educate and actually uh, uh, inject the knowledge of sport to many, many girls and boys by telling them actually uh, to get a lot of money is not a one-night event. It's a process. I always give them an example that uh, if you go to the gymnasium for 10 hours and somebody else actually went to gymnasium for six months, will be more, will get more muscles. Then the one who is, have gone actually to gym for six months will be more energetic and will have a lot of muscles. The one with 10 hours, you cannot get muscles. What I mean is that it's not a one event, it's a process. If you respect sport, we need to grow. And growing means it takes uh, many years for you to realize what you, uh, what you want. Uh, people to talk, the in thing is money. But I always say, if you drive a car in a super highway with uh, 350 kilometers per hour and concentrating on a rear mirror, then you'll get an accident. The same thing if you put your mind actually on money you will crash. That means if you, you will not get the money, you will go to shortcuts, you will go to many things which actually will destroy our sport. And you know, this is our only sport whereby it's a universal career where it can make everybody be happy, can make people to be fit mentally and physically. That's what I'm actually telling the young people. So my foundation is called Elut Kipchoge Foundation. We deal with three things, conservation, education and health. In conservation, we are trying to adopt a forest in every county in this country and make sure we support the government to make sure to, to help them and support to make our country clean. On education, we are trying to build a library in every county and even go to sub-county and even in future to build a small library in any public primary or secondary school whereby personally I believe there is knowledge in books. And I believe you can go places when you have knowledge. So what actually uh, intrigued my mind to think about foundation is, is, is the common, it's the common sense. It's education is common sense. It's the conservation is common sense. It's health is common sense. Okay. I mean, let's go to your personal life. How did you grow up? What was your background? Tell me about your childhood. I was born and, 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 and actually taken care of by a single mother. Uh, and I think she's a strong woman who takes care of four of us. And I'm the last born, and I'm really close to my mother. And I trust that uh, uh, she injected me to more knowledge on how to grow and, 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 and do good things. My life actually is, was uh, it's not really good, but uh, it was good not really fully because, you know, you're going to school, you, you hear people actually talking about their fathers. You go to, you know, we are 
we are in a cultural area whereby you can meet people saying that anybody actually being taken care of by a human should not get power. But I told them I broke two hours and I, told, I didn't see my father. So those who have fathers can run and uh, can, can beat my time. What's next for you? Another um, Olympic uh, title? I don't know, Fuja is, is good for me, but uh, next year I, I trust I will be actually in the starting line for, for the Olympic Games in Paris. Time will come for me to hang the racing shoes and, and move on to the next life of making this wall a running wall. That's what is in my mind. But time will come. I don't know when, but I think it will come. I'm ready for it if it comes. And then I'll hang my boots, go to the next life. But I will still run even in the big city marathons to inspire the next generation. Stay with us as we talk to the 29-year-old woman who just one week after making history in the 1500 meters, Faith Kipiagon broke the world record in the 5,000 meters too. It has been a breathtaking month for you. So tell us about your emotions. You want to uh, events in a span of a week. Yeah, that was amazing. I was going for just wall, one world record, which was 1500, and that was what was still missing in my pockets. And it was just amazing, amazing day. You're like breaking two world records within a week. That was not in my imagination. And then you, come, you came back to Kenya, and uh, there w it was also a very uh, good reception it was amazing it was a really uh, emotional day for me because you know i can say it has been a long journey since i started uh, running barefooted until now where i am uh, it has been a long a long journey so i started uh, my uh, running career when i was still young when i was in school primary school i used to run around the school and uh, I didn't know I will be one day world champion or Olympic champion. I didn't know that. But it was only that the love of sports and we had to go to school competition and just running around us like students. We, it was not something serious. But after I made a team for world youth, that is where I realized I, I have that potential of uh, running. So I went to World, uh, World Youth sorry, and I came back. I met with uh, Coach Charles Ngeno, who introduced me to running. He introduced me in uh, training. He told me, yeah, you can be a good athlete. And that's where I started. Uh, I went to World Junior. He introduced me. He was still my coach. I went I went to World Junior in Barcelona. And I just keep on, keep on uh, with the discipline and hard work. And this is where I am. I'm surprised. What memories stand out for you? The memory stand out for me is uh, running barefooted. I think the PKS, which is trending at the moment, will motivate many, many young girls and who want, uh, like many girls who want to be fit in future. I think I've left a legacy of a high standard because running barefooted, I'm two times world record holder. In the future, are you looking into running a marathon or marathons? Of course, of course, yes. I'm uh, looking up to Eliud, and Eliud started in uh, 1500. He went, he moved to 5,000, he moved to 10,000, half, 
and now he's in marathon and he's a legend in marathon and how has he influenced your life <laughs> in many ways he has influenced my life in many ways like my brother he's a big brother to me he motivates me a lot we talk like a brother and sister uh, you're legends but when you come here what do you refer yourself to <laughs> for us here in camp we live like sisters and brothers we don't see ourselves as uh, elite athletes so you put aside all these medals uh, yes, you ju you're just yes. runners we just we are all equal we are only runners when we are here we leave the title aside and we become we become a sister and brothers and we listen to each other so like elude we wash dishes together we cook sometimes so, and that is make our sports enjoyable here yeah and then in 2017 you decided um, to take a break and you wanted to be a mother tell us about that journey that motherhood journey it was not an easy journey it was a matter of um, uh, taking it uh, as a as a journey of beginning a life. Because for me, uh, gaining weight from 43 to 63, 64, it was not an easy journey. And you know, you are used to 43 kg, and you are an athlete. So how will, how will you come back after that journey of 63 kilos? How will you reduce that? For me, that was what it was going on in my mind. Like, am I going to come back in, uh, into athletics or this is my end of career? But I took it as positive. I took it as like uh, a journey that I want to, to empower women and young mothers around the world that th everything can be possible. Look at now, I have a baby back at home and I'm a world record holder. It didn't change my, uh, my, uh, my journey of being an elite athlete. So for me, uh, you know, after having a lean after uh, in my uh, on my hands it was like uh, uh, something special a day of my pleasings and i just took it as motivation like yeah my daughter will be a role model and motivating uh, motivational for me to still wake up in the morning and do what i like most i want us to talk about exploitation especially in some of these camps uh, we know about girls who have gone to these camps trying to make it uh, but then some of them are uh, sexually exploited by their coaches, by their partners or husbands and things like that. Uh, what impact has this had, especially when it comes to girls? And I'm also talking about domestic violence. Uh, one case, uh, Agnes Tirop. Uh, she was murdered, um, she was an elite runner, uh, her husband was charged. What would you say to women who are getting into these fields and they get caught up in this situation? What happened to Agnes de Robit was unfortunately, that was really not a good thing. I still have her in my face. We came along together. We start when we, when we were junior. I still, I still, it still saddened my heart. What what more should be done to protect, particularly the women? Uh, I can say it's all about education. 
Uh, it's all about education uh, for the top and our mother so top there to talk to us because we, we are still young, we need education. Do you think that it will be helpful if we had more women, uh, more women athletes in top leadership positions? Absolutely. Do you see like uh, what uh, Mary Kaitani is doing at the moment? She talked to the young girls about uh, what about the GBV and she's really doing amazing job. Uh, and Kaitani, she has yes. a camp, right, for yes. girls? Yes, yeah, she has a camp for girls and she also has uh, Agnesty Rob uh, Angels, which really helped because, you know, when the young girls see that Agnes Europe Angels, I know they will think of what happened to Agnes and they will realize this is what America Time told us and they will follow. And you see, if we have uh, our mentors, mother mentors to mentor the young girls and young women, I hope we will, strong, we will be uh, strong as women. Mm -hmm. yes. How can Kenya invest more in local athletes? For me, as I told you, you know, all these things I'm still active in athletics. But for me, what I could urge uh, the government of Kenya is just education to educate young uh, athletes. Yeah, I can say young athletes or even top athletes who just invest when they get something and they will just uh, come out of a bad situation and they will have a better future. Faith Kipiegon. Thank you very much Thank for you. talking to Al Jazeera. Thank you.